Welcome to Dig It. This is the speaker. I am here with my two lovely ladies as usual, Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs and the Sharp Edge. What's happening, ladies? I'm pumped. pumped. <laughs> I'm ready to do this. Pumped is good. Let's rock and How roll. Yeah, we got a lot to pack in here. It's crazy. We do have a lot. We have a lot of little things we're going to talk about. Uh, before we get into that first, um, this just came up because I do get a lot of emails from you, and I know Corey does as well. We get a lot of emails. We get a lot of messages. We just want to thank you all for them, for starters. And it's really hard for us to reply back to all of them, but we do read them, and we do appreciate all the comments and all that. Um, I just wanted to state that because I don't think we thank you guys enough, especially the people that are sub to us and that's a, that just follow us and support us. You, you mean everything to us and you are the reason we're still doing this or, and, and, and that are able to do this still, especially in these hard times. So we do appreciate that. Thank yeah. you guys. Um, so today, well, geez, we've got a lot here. Uh, we've got the FDA article that Ed is going to talk about, Texas Heartbeat Bill, a school board meeting in Cali, which is a Project Veritas thing, which I don't know about, so that'd be interesting. Uh, a video that Edge and I just put out the other day on mass non-compliance. Uh, we look at a few different countries that are fighting back against this medical tyranny. Uh, I will dig in a little bit with Australia and inform you of what's going there, especially one video that came out with an Australian woman that knows her rights and defended herself when police uh, were trying to arrest her for something that she was doing that was perfectly legal. That was so awesome. Uh, uh, the new visor COVID pills, the holy grail vaccine. What a nail, <laughs> name. Uh, 14 states that filed lawsuits for against school mandates um, and high school kids that are standing up against masks mandates. And they won that. So that's 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 a good positive too. Yeah, so, so let's we, roll we into this, ladies. Oh, we do. We yeah. do. Yeah. It's good because it's a hard time. So trying to find good things is challenging, but we're finding that. <laughs> Actually, a, a lot, lot of people fighting, fighting back on many fronts. And I feel like a lot of that gets censored out quickly and the bad stuff seems to take precedence. And I think it's important to keep focus on the positive and keep people motivated, you know, to keep fighting this. Yeah, rightfully oh, so. People are really outraged at everything that's going on with the whole Afghanistan debacle. But yep. there's a lot of other things happening, and we really wanted to just focus on those things. A lot of good things happening as far as people fighting back against the tyranny. So I think that's pretty much the theme of this, uh, although we've got some other stuff thrown in there. So you guys want to get started with this article just published yeah. this week? Yeah, so I asked the wonderful Edge here to write this up. I said, we got to get this information out because there's so much confusion going around. We did talk about it in the podcast last week, but he did a great job on summarizing this, Edge. Yeah, so I just summed it up. We did go over this in detail last week, but just so everybody knows that we published an article this week on, on the FDA's so-called approval. Um, really, it's a bait and switch. And a lot of people know about this at this point, but some people may not. So this is a great resource to pass along to your friend who may be facing a mandate and not realizing that it was a total bait and switch that the the vaccines that are available currently are FDA approved. So we did talk about that and in this article. And one thing um, I did just want to bring up is just uh, a little bit about Pfizer's um, 
their liability because we did talk about their we were wondering about their liability under the fda approval well it turns out there may actually be another loophole through the prep act that even if and when this so-called fda approved uh covid jab called comernity is actually available on the market they still may be able to skirt liability under the PREP Act. And there is a fund under the PREP Act for uh, set up for any kind of adverse event sort of claims. But the last time I checked, they hadn't even paid anybody out yet on people who had either died or been injured from the COVID jab. Yeah. And while um, I was reviewing that, (laughs) I started looking into something else on the CDC and found a few staggering points that I can literally call out the CDC that would be very easy for anyone to show to someone else and say, look at this clear cut lie. I mean, it's right there in their own words, in their own mouth. And so I actually have an article I've been working on that is going to be out sometime in the next few days on that. Yeah, but the great. So, uh, but the bottom line on this one right here is just that people understand that the this was a bait and switch to force illegal mm-hmm. mandates since the jab that's currently available is still under emergency use authorization and therefore illegal to mandate. So exactly. Yeah. So Grr. I know <laughs> it makes me so angry. These people make me so angry. Yeah, so um, moving on to some really positive news out of Texas. Um, Did you guys hear about the Texas Heartbeat Act? I through you I did. <laughs> yeah, so September 1st this was enacted. It's the strongest pro-life legislation. It's in Texas. It's called um, SB8 and this um, act prohibits a physician from performing an abortion other than a medical emergency. If the physician detects a fetal heartbeat for the unborn child and fetal heartbeats are detected usually around the six week mark. So this is basically prohibiting any kind of abortions other than for medical emergencies after that six week mark when they can uh, detect the heartbeat. I'm curious, did, and I don't know if you know this or not, I don't know if you read through it all, but did they include anything if like a woman was raped or I'm just, curious. I think that, that- yeah, I did see somebody talking about that and I did not read through the, I mean, the, all of the details of SB eight, here it is. And we could, you know, I know that's take always one of those the- heated debates going back and forth. So I was just curious yeah, if anything in there about that. Good point. I think actually that might be in there as a, uh, you know, a, a clause and, you know, in the event of a rape, it's possible. We'll have to double check on that. But definitely yeah. if um, there's an emer- medical emergency, but other than that, at, after the six week mark or when they t- detect that heartbeat, it mm-hmm. prohibits any kind of abortion. And now the, the difference with this particular act and what has made it so difficult so far to fight in court is the fact that, and this is ingenious, the ingenious part about it is that the law it, it, it makes it uh, 
so that no officials, no state officials are able to enforce the act. Instead, it actually empowers private citizens and organizations to sue anyone who performs a post-heartbeat abortion or aids and abets post-heartbeat abortions. So basically, Anyone in the state of Texas could sue Planned Parenthood for performing any abortion in Texas past that six-week mark, essentially. Wow. And successful plaintiffs are entitled to $10,000, at least $10,000 in damages and uh, legal fees for each violation. And just so we're clear, the plaintiffs do not have to be in any way related to the person who had received an abortion or to the abortion provider, nothing like that. They can be a completely third party who is just suing because of the violation of this act. So abortion providers like Planned Parenthood Mm -hmm. uh, have been fighting this. They took it to the Supreme Court in this 11th hour last ditch effort. And the Supreme Court ruled that they're not going to interfere with this law. And they shut the abortion providers down on their um, emergency relief um, basically. So they, nice. yeah. So now, now if enacted. we can see, uh, something on, you know, genital mutilation and transgender, the, um, puberty blockers and all that stuff with children, I wish they would block that across the country. <sighs> right. One Ugh. battle at a time. There's so many battles. <laughs> so I know. many battles. I know. We'll oh. take this win. Yes, definitely a win so far on this one. And speaking of battles, gosh, talking about the school system. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't gotten to watch this yet. Yeah, but everybody's pretty much heard about it. I mean, this has gone all around all week. Project Veritas broke some undercover footage of this teacher out of California, of course, Sacramento area. He's a public school teacher who admitted to using tactics like uh, extra credit, bullying tactics of intimidation to um, indoctrinate kids in his classroom to be pro Antifa and to radicalize them. He even just said, you know, I have 180 days to turn these students into revolutionaries. And how do you do that? I scare the F out of them. Wow. And he had uh, here, as you can see, an Antifa flag and a portrait of Mao in his classroom. Good Lord. I actually haven't seen this yet. I mean, I haven't heard about any of this because I've just, I've been so busy with research and writing. Yeah. That's terrific. Gabriel Gripe is his name. And, you know, he's boasting about it in this uh, Project Veritas video, which you're welcome to go check out on their website. Um, It's really I mean, infuriating. And so he was fired, right? Yeah. So so after this broke and they got busted, then they put him on administ- paid administrative leave. And then they said they're taking the legal steps to, to, uh, to fire him. So, yeah. So when parents saw this, of course, they're just infuriated, right? But especially the parents that are have kids at the school. 
And so there mm -hmm. happened to be a school board meeting scheduled for September 1st and a mob of infuriated parents <laughs> and sure. citizens lit up this school board meeting. It was glorious. And these people are demanding resig not just resignations, but they're planning on class action lawsuits and they're demanding a criminal investigation. Yeah, I mean, how many of those people at that school there walked by this classroom and saw the dude's flags in there? I mean. Right. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, the, the scariest thing about this though, uh, apart from the complete indoctrination and programming of these kids is, there is so many more teachers like that out there. He's mm -hmm. not just one. There is hundreds of teachers like this out there. And this exactly. is the reason why our kids um, are turning out, you know, at how they are. I mean, they're a project of the system. Oh, yeah. They got to recruit them somewhere. Yeah. And they're calling for criminal investigations, not just of this particular teacher, but from the top down and they were saying the exact same thing like you guys knew like nobody walked by and saw these flags where was the mm -hmm. principal where the, were the vice principal where were all of the the aides and people that were walking by and seeing this kind of thing right. happen and uh, so everybody that was um that was aware it needs to be held accountable and these parents were definitely um echoing that but um they got they definitely got um gabriel gripe out for now but gabriel gripe has said in that Project Veritas video that there were at least three other teachers like him that were quote unquote on the same page as him. So they're Lovely. calling for a full investigation and these parents, the way they were just infuriated, you should have seen it. It was a two hour long video. I edited this wow. stuff down to about, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes. Um, but th yeah, they're just infuriated and I don't think they're backing down. They've, they've committed to going to every single school board meeting. They've committed to, you know, <laughs> all of Good. the kind of necessary actions that they have to take to hold the entire school system accountable and weed out the rest of these commies who are, are indoctrinating kids. And it, it's essentially child abuse, what this guy was doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. Ah, so what is the video that you guys recently did? I haven't gotten to see that yet. You're going to have to drop me a link so I can share that too. All right. Yeah, this is it right here. Speaker, take it away. Uh, yeah, well, we thought it was a good idea to do this because this is happening everywhere. Mass non-compliance against uh, medical tyranny, and not just medical tyranny, but tyranny um, against uh, populations everywhere, especially in the West. And it was good to highlight how many of these people are fighting back. And we did uh, talk a little bit about it, that not all these people are anti-vax, not all these people are crazy conspiracy theorists. A, a lot of them are just, you know, people that have lost their jobs and they know where this is going. They can yeah. see where this is going. They have a picture, they know the past and they know how this shit starts. And this is how it starts, especially with the mandates that we're seeing, uh, the COVID passports, uh, the QR codes. I mean, this is history repeating itself. Mm -hmm. And people that have a broader insight of what's going on um, can can see this, and they're fighting back against this. Um, we, we we talked about uh, France here, Canada, uh, Germany, Switzerland. There is a lot of these mass protests going on, mass non-compliance. 
Australia being another one, which I'll get into a little bit in a minute, because I never thought I'd say this, but Australia is really on the forefront of the start of mass tyranny. And mm. I never thought it would be in, in, in the place that I lived where this would spring up. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's happening the... everywhere. These protests and yes, it's, it really is. It's gotten bad in Australia. You guys are getting the brunt of it, but I, I don't think people realize, I mean, they may see one th- news piece here or one there but when you and this is kind of why we wanted to consolidate it um all to just show how global this is i mean we were talking about um yeah there was another Germany, one in france canada yesterday london montreal um australia new york i mean it, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's happening everywhere and uh, this is a great thing to see because I think people are really getting the picture that the only way that we end this is with mass unified non-compliance. Exactly. Well, well they're not seeing this footage. Well, I, I guarantee you, majority of the people are not seeing this footage. Right. Uh, one, one in its entirety and two without a massive propaganda spin on it. Oh, um, yeah. Obviously, you know, villainizing these people super spreaders blah 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 same old shit right um and especially in australia and in melbourne there's no mainstream media reporters or journalists on the ground during these protests the only one is avi he's the only one from rebel news that is actually in the middle of this uh there is none from our big big networks and of course the big networks are going and attacking these people uh well attacking Avi in particular just because he's uh filming from the ground and apparently that's a sin now journalists that can't do that. <laughs> right yeah well that's 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 the attack they actually launched on him you know why are you in the middle of this it's exactly what they were saying and it's, it's yeah, like it's mad it's madness it's madness yeah but um well- no, continue, Corey. What were you no, I was just going to say that video I saw the other day on the woman that was fighting back in Australia against the four cops. That was fantastic. Fantastic. She just stood her ground that whole time. Yeah, so I've, I watched this a couple of times. Um, I'll, I'll be the first to admit I need to brush up on some of my federal laws and local laws as well um, because it is the best thing to arm you with. Um we will link this video down below. You can watch it. There's some things here that I, I think she said that went against her, but the majority of what she said, she nailed it. Um, and in the end, uh, they didn't arrest, uh, arrest her. So what really kind of went down here? And she had a legal right to do so. At, at the moment, there's a 5K limit on where we can travel pretty much, especially in our states, and where we can work out. So this woman was right outside her house walking her dog and she didn't have a mask on. She's walking her dog, right? It's, it's, it's a fitness. Well, and she was checking on neighbors, right? Because I think there was like an ambulance at a neighbor's house and she's literally right across the street from her house. Yep. Um, Now this is becoming more prevalent with the Victorian police and Sydney police. What a bunch of asshats. I Which, mean, it, it, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, there's there's a lot of videos of police here. All these all these cops, though, you know, with these power plays, it's just how do they go home and sleep at night and feel good about trying to arrest some woman because she's standing outside her home around nobody 
without a freaking mask on, it doesn't even work. Like, how does that make them feel good about their job? It's disgusting. Um, they're, um, uh, and this is something, and this is why I'm a big fan of Jordan Peterson. He actually talked about this years and years ago. Um, and he described the parallels between tyrannical states or when states become tyrannical and uh, Auschwitz prisons guard, prison guards, right? Um, uh, you know, like um, during World War II and around those times, mm-hmm. and he, he goes into the psyche of these guards who are generally normal people. They've just got a job and they have to do a job, right. um, except they have a job with authority. And he describes how that authority, uh, you know, people that are generally good or maybe moralistic on the surface go further and further down this tyrannical hole because of this power they're giving. And some of them start to enjoy it. Right. Some you of can them tell. start to like it. You could tell one of the men in this video, one of the officers in this video, really enjoys what he's doing. Um, A couple of them, or one of them in particular, seems to be just kind of standing off to the side, kind of unsure, like, this doesn't sound right, like we should be doing this. Like, we, I know morally this is not right to arrest a woman for walking outside of her house. This is mm-hmm. insane. He was, he, the, and the guy that was enjoying it was just like, you're violating COVID orders or whatever they say. And she was like, no, that's, there's, there's no order that says I can't walk outside my house. I'm exercising. In fact, there's a whole thing where they've allowed people to exercise. You just laid that out, speaker. You can go within, what, 5K of your okay. of your house. And so this cop right here, he was just really enjoying himself trying to arrest this woman. Oh, and yeah. she just stood her ground. She was like, you're violating the law. You're violating the law. I know. That was great. Let me get all your names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that and was it, good. It, yeah, so she's, she, she was well uh, armed with the information that she has and the laws. And that, that is probably the best uh, weapon you can have against this stuff. But yeah. this just shows you the the tyrannical nature of especially the police force, uh, the army as well, because they're backing this sort of behavior. I mean, there's in, in a few hotspots in Sydney, and I've read a few articles about people there, they're getting knocks on the door at 10 a.m. every morning to make sure they still haven't left their house, right? Oh, These are people God. in isolation. And you've got people in there going, you know, we're struggling enough. You know, we're isolating. We're not criminals. We don't need to be monitored 24 hours a day. My mom's scared to go outside the house now, right? Because cops are patrolling her her streets and and checking on them every morning. And, you know, they shouldn't be treated like criminals, but they are. They're they're treating like they're full on lockdown at the moment. What is there some sort of curfew or something? Like, what if you need to go to the grocery store? How are they operating that part? Not between nine at night and five in the morning. Wait, not between or what? What did you say? No, nine at night uh, to five in the morning. Nine p.m. to nine a.m. is curfew. You cannot leave the house. Wow. Right. Screw that. Um, if if you if you're caught outside without your mask, it's a five thousand dollar fine. They'll give it to you straight away. Right. You cannot, not, you cannot Everyone not needs have a mask. to go stand outside. Everyone needs to go into the court. What, what a, mm. um, so with this situation, so this is a father that got arrested in Sydney, and I'm, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go into the, but this is absolutely heartbreaking. Um, uh, this man was, was arrested in a park in Sydney. You can see his daughter there, who was wandering around by himself while he was getting locked up, while she was trying to sit in his lap because he didn't have a mask on. 
right? Unbelievable. So, uh, it's 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 and the, so lucky that we have think people to film this stuff nowadays, right? Uh, because you know this guy filming it, I think, also got in trouble for some reason. I don't know what it was. Um, I'm gonna have to go through this a little bit. Uh, but um, yeah, but just seems like this is so common in Melbourne and Sydney now. It's it it it's 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 just it's the norm now, which is really scary. And these police officers are loving it. They're loving this power. Wow. You know, wow. they're not there's there's not one that I've seen that uh, are opposed to it in any way, shape, or form. And the army are backing these consistent checkups on the citizens. Uh, they're backing all these arrests and everything that's going on. It's um, yeah, it's, uh, it's so they've they've uh, really, really, really intimidated people into staying home. Well, yeah, they're just uh, you know uh, Sydney. I think on the fifteenth of August they ordered extra soldiers into Sydney to monitor. Um, yeah, it's it's a shit show. It's an absolute shit show here. The only place that is very unscathed at the moment and is normal is Tasmania. Wow. Unbelievable. And, you know, uh-huh. I, I, I saw this comment the other day and it kind of sums up uh, where we are now. Of course, I can't find it anymore and it was written by an yeah, anonymous source, but I did want to say it because it's it's kind of what we're tethering on. Uh, and and it is, uh, it's called the men, who wanted, the men Who Just Wanted to Be Left Alone. So the most terrifying force of death comes from the hands of men who wanted to be left alone. They try so very hard to mind their own business and provide for themselves and those they love. They resist every impulse to fight back, knowing the forced and permanent change of life that will come from it. They know that the moment they fight back, their lives, as they have lived them, are over. The moment the men who wanted to be left alone are forced to fight back, it is a form of suicide. They are literally killing off who they used to be, which is why... When forced to take up violence, these men who wanted to be left alone fight with unholy vengeance against those who murdered their former lives. They fight with raw hate and drive that cannot be fathomed by those who are merely play-acting at politics and terror. True terror will arrive at these people's doors, and they will cry, scream, and beg for mercy, but it will fall upon deaf ears of the men who wanted to be left alone. And I think mm. that really nails uh, what a sense of rebellion people are feeling at the moment, because that is revolutionary words. Yeah. And wow. it's it and things like this is something that we haven't seen in I know in my lifetime. Right. No, I know, and it's happening everywhere, more so in in some places than in others. I would say Australia is really getting it bad. Yeah. So, but I'm glad to see so many people rising up all over the world. Right. Yeah. The, can you go to the, um, I think you probably have it at the end, but the one little post by Pepe Lives Matter. um, Yeah. I I wanted to read, uh, I don't know if it's a he or she, but I just thought this was great. So sorry. I don't know if it's a he or she. But it says, so this morning I was just feeling extremely low, totally shattered, school board ignoring thousands of parents and started mask mandate today for all ages, three weeks into school, along with about 17 other crappy events on my mind, which I won't bore you with. I asked God to give me strength to keep up the battle because today I felt so, so very weary. Then just now we got word about my daughter's high school. 
most kids showed up unmasked, were told to mask when they entered the building, then immediately removed masks as soon as they were inside. The students staged a walkout and the principal made an announcement that contradicted the school board mandate. He just said they are recommended. So now they are not wearing them. Hot damn, God is good. So I thought that was great because if, you know, high school kids, um, college students, if, if they can all band together and, you know, stage these walkouts and demand, you know, refuse to wear the masks, um, these schools can lose their funding. They're, they're going to feel intimidated and threatened. I mean, they, they need to throw this right back in their faces. And we've seen this happen before with, um, people's companies too, where they're trying to either force masks or force the uh, jabs and a bunch of employees will get together and say, you know what, screw it. Then we're all quitting all at once. There goes your company. And they say, okay, okay. We're not going to mandate it. We're just going to recommend it. Right. Yes. This is what needs to keep happening. Great example of people uniting in mass non-compliance. And I just love to see these scenarios. And uh, I think it's just really happening more and more. And people are kind of getting creative about it too. Um, I loved seeing this. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys saw this, but this is yeah. over in great. France, yeah. where of course the mandates are imposed. No one who has a, a vaccine, who does not have a vaccine is allowed in these restaurants. So what did families do? They said, you know what? We don't care about your restaurants. We can picnic out here in the courtyard <laughs> outside of your stupid restaurants. Oh, that was so awesome. And we can live freely. And so yep. this is just a, an excellent example of creative ways that we can uh, peacefully not comply with their crap. Right, right. I love it. That was a great one. Yeah. That was a great one. All right. So I know you had a couple things you yeah. wanted to go over, Corey. These couple little ditties here. So, um, so Pfizer and Merck actually both are um, working on these. And, and what is it? Antiviral pills. Um, Cause you know, forget about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. We'll just, we'll just ignore those and pretend that those don't do anything. And Pfizer is working on taking, uh, it would be two pills a day. And this is in conjunction with their jab. So they're talking about releasing theirs at the end of this year. And they're so confident that they've already begun a production line before finalizing the clinical trials. They're so confident this is going to be approved. I can't imagine why. So <laughs> they say in their press release, if successful, the drug has the potential to address a significant unmet medical need, providing patients with a novel oral therapy that could be prescribed at the first sign of infection without requiring hospitalization. The company described the drug as an investigational orally administered protease inhibitor antiviral therapy designed specifically to combat COVID-19 in non-hospitalized symptomatic adult participants who have a confirmed diagnosis of SARS-CoV-2 infection and are not an at an increased risk of progressing to severe illness, which may lead to hospitalization or death. So we already have wow. this, 30 wow. available. Yeah, but. that reminds me a whole lot. Antiviral, oral <laughs> antiviral, huh, where'd they get that idea? Oh, maybe it's the fact that 
HCQ and yep. IVM are doing really well, having a great success. And they've figured that out. It's almost like they're admitting it. And now right. they probably want to make a synthetic version that they can patent. And oh, yeah try to squeeze those other guys out of the market yep oh yep. yeah and yeah. meanwhile more, more money but you still have to get the jab too right and <laughs> meanwhile that'll cover for how badly the jabs are performing so right. yeah they'll say look look how successful everything is when you put it all together but it's really always been the antivirals that were the heroes of the story yep absolutely and then we have uh gavi Good Lord. Bill Gates, Gabi. Gabi writes this article just on the 31st about um, creating a single vaccine to defeat them all that they're referring to as the Holy Grail. So they say, from our conversations, there appear to be a number of encouraging vaccine candidates on the horizon. It is even possible that one could be developed for use in humans within 12 months. CEPI, which is part of, of course, Gates and the WHO and, and others, CEPI put aside 200 million when they were gathering up their billions to focus on a universal coronavirus vaccine that would offer protection against a broad range of coronaviruses, regardless of their variants. Cause you know, we're going through the whole stages of, uh, <laughs> what is it? Delta, beta, theta, all that good stuff. Ah, so there would be no need to modify the vaccine on a regular basis. So CEPI CEO is referring to this as the Holy grail they say, while scientists have the tools to develop a pan-coronavirus vaccine within a year, its creation would not be the end of the story, though. Growing population density, human mobility, and ecological change means that the world will continue to face the threat of new pandemics. So they'll just, you know, they'll just keep those drugs coming. Yeah, they'll so, keep jabbing you forever. That's the plan. What? What's that? They'll just keep jabbing you forever. That's the plan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so they say meeting this challenge will require a high degree of outbreak vigilance, political will, and here it comes, international cooperation, as well as continued investment in vaccine development well beyond the end of the COVID-19 pandemic. And then the WHO said in 2020, a global pandemic requires a world effort to end it. None of us will be safe until everyone is safe. These people make me sick. They really just make me sick. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, we've turned in from, you know, many of our countries, which are free countries, have just turned into medical dictatorships that are completely kowtowing to the will of the pharmaceutical companies. It's like big pharma is running our countries now. Mm -hmm. And it makes me sick, dude, because it's been like a year and a half now. We know you don't put someone on a ventilator. It's a death sentence. I've been talking with people this week who've had family members. In fact, I have a relative right now on a ventilator. It's like, get these people off the damn ventilators, get them the, the antibiotics and the ivermectin. And, you know, it just, <sighs> because they're all being told, everyone in the health profession, they're all being told, this is what you do. Put them on the, put them on the ventilators, even though they know that's the last thing you do. That's yeah, what's I, killing them. It's not the virus. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. It's the lack of those antiviral early treatments that mm -hmm. could be treated out of a hospital setting. They just want to throw them on a ventilator as quickly as they yeah, can. Well, yeah, And then the fear they're instilling is just perpetuating it, making it worse and lowering people's immune systems. So it's, it's a really, it's a really sick um, web that they're weaving here. It is. So on another note, We've got a heated battle going on with mask mandates in schools. There's been four, uh, lawsuits filed in 14 states. So I wanted to just cruise through this rundown here. Um, some, some are for masks, some are against masks. So in Florida, Texas, and Arizona, we have big school districts that are battling governors because they want to require masks. We have parents that have been sucked into the fear propaganda and are suing over bans on mandates in Utah, Iowa, and South Carolina. Parents who are fed up with the BS mandates have filed suits in Missouri, Illinois, Michigan, Kentucky, and Montana, which is really odd because in Montana, they, they actually did a, I believe they did a statewide law for no mask mandates. Um, so, and those are, those are parents that, you know, they don't want the mask mandates that are filing in Missouri, Illinois, Michigan, Kentucky, and Montana. So thus far, there are victories for mask proponents in Arkansas and Arizona, and a judge just blocked Florida governor DeSantis order on banning mandates in schools. So he ruled that school districts can legally require their students to wear masks. So now more than half of the school districts in Florida are allegedly requiring masks. And what's so infuriating about this is DeSantis's EO, he implemented that to give the parents the authority so they could make the decision whether they wanted their children to wear masks or not. And nope, instead all these school boards go and they wanna sue and they wanna fight this because you know they know best. And so now we've got uh, allegedly half the school districts in Florida that are wanting to mask up the kids and mandate it. So that, that one's a little frustrating. Um, however, in Texas, a Supreme Court just blocked a school mandate. So they lost there in Texas. Um, and that, that, you know, that's a good one. <laughs> Not right. to sound confusing on this, I'm like flipping back and forth. South Carolina passed um, an anti-mask regulation, and so now the ACLU is suing them. Biden has recently ordered his education secretary to explore legal action against several states that have blocked school mandates and other educational public health measures. So we've got AP News, you know, these people that run these little polls, and they always grab up a very small amount of people. So I always go in and look at the actual um, breakdown of the poll. So they use, and then all the other media takes and grabs it and uses it as, aha, this, you know, more people, more parents want their kids masked than don't. So they use this poll from saying that six in 10 favor requiring K through 12 teachers and students to wear masks. And then they say that three in 10 Republicans favor masks and eight in 10 Democrats favor masks. And that um, 
there were there were only 1729 people now where do you think those people were pulled come on right exactly they're they can always skew polls right i mean just the it's just yeah i could run a poll on gab right now and get that many people to answer and it would probably be 99 percent don't want masks so you know right exactly exactly mm-hmm. yeah so we got lots lots of heated battles going on over this and um i say i mean honestly if i had a kid in school i probably would have pulled my kid out and i'd be homeschooling um but that said not everyone can do that so everyone needs to keep keep fighting and uh holding yeah. everyone accountable like the right. parents and that uh sacramento school board uh this week definitely holding people accountable and not just at one school board meeting but following through on other ways of holding them accountable whether it's um replacing them having them resign or uh, replacing them in in you know future elections whether it's uh legal pursuits what you know um like these these lawsuits that have been filed um and, and all there's all kinds of ways of of fighting back as we're seeing so Right. Um, and here's another example of fighting back. So uh, this is in um, Western Universe, Michigan University. Um, a federal judge has blocked the university's vaccine mandate for some athletes. The mandate was imposed on uh, all athletes at this college uh, for um, female soccer players um, took it to court and a federal judge ruled that um, it violates their constitutional religious rights. So victory for them. Nice. So something I did is put a sign on the front door of my home that says no mask required here. Because, you know, when you get deliveries or your mailman or UPS or whatever, friends, neighbors, anyone, I mean, all my friends now, but the point is it's, it's there. They come up, they can take their mask down. They can smile at you. They can say hi. And then they say, Hmm, that's not a bad idea. I'm going to put that on my front door too. And the thing is, is anyone saying, Oh, you're going to be added to a list or someone's going to take a photo or this or that. You know what, man, I'm sorry. I'm not the cowering type. Uh, we're already on lists people. We're already on lists. Uh, I can tell you six ways from Sunday that they're breaking down and aggregating that data to put us on list. So we're already there. So you may, you know, it's do or die right now. (laughs) It's, It's you better stand up and you better fight and every little possible way you can do it to open other people's minds and, um, get the information out and say, Hey, I don't agree with this. Um, it's so important right now. Yeah, so important. And speaking of things to put at your doorstep, I saw a a, a doormat that maybe speakers should get the other day. <laughs> what does it say? <laughs> it said, come back when you have a warrant. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. How do you know I don't already have a sign? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, we just got to find ways to fight back. And I just love and I feel so encouraged by seeing so many people joining together and fighting back in various different ways and coming up with new and creative ways and inspiring others as they do it. So it's just really yeah, fantastic. It's a glo- to see it. Global battle. 
Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And the battle will continue even next week. But I think that that's pretty much it for this week, right? Are we good to yeah. go? Gosh, we wrapped that up fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're fast Now I talkers. can get back to working on my article. All business over here. We got right to it. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for joining us today on Dig It with the speaker, Edge, myself, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to share this podcast. We're on BitChute, Foxhole, Gab TV, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Pilled, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. And we'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Thank you.